Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. edition of the hashtag Miranda show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, the most professional podcaster. Why should you visit the chairshot.com? I pressed the wrong button. Keep going. I literally didn't even like finish the intro. Like this is a new one for you, Greg. Like you didn't even let me go through the whole fucking intro. It, it's a new laptop thing, and, and the, the soundbite program Blame. is doing this thing that Blame. I'm trying to stop it from doing. And I, it, Blame it, the laptop. Went in the wrong Fresh. direction. Oh, no, I'm blaming the user of the laptop, but it's still the laptop. Uh, well, yes, I am the pop punk princess, and of course, most importantly, the queen of soft style, million dollar Miranda Morales, your host of the hashtag Miranda show, which can be found as part of the Chairshot Radio Network on, now play it, thechairshot.com. 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 Always use your head. I am being joined by, if you haven't guessed it already, he is my co-host, the producer of the hashtag Miranda show. He is the king of shit takes, the unstoppable one. And if you didn't know, he's also a wrestling promoter, Greg DeMarco. You see, now when I play a soundbite, I have to hit the stop button or it'll just play the next one and the next one. Oh, shit. Okay. and And I know there's a way to keep it from doing that, but I haven't figured it out yet. There is an option that says stop after current. But it resets itself after every single one. So, I uh, yeah, I got. I'm 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 searching. I'm gonna figure it out. I just need to not worry about it. You know, during an actual show. That's what I need to do. All right. Well, continue. You know, yeah, that sounds like a you problem, but that's fine. Uh, it is. We'll just you know. <laughs> just kidding. No. Uh, yes, we are doing this show right now. So yeah, hashtag Miranda show. Uh, you know, 
this this week's topic was one I don't have a sense of time anymore. Uh, I thought this was like old news from weeks ago, but Greg, you just uh, helped correct me that this was news that came out last Thursday. It may have been talked to death already because even though it's been less than a week, it's one of the most kind of hot topics in wrestling when it comes out each year, and that's the PWI 500. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's top 500 wrestlers in all of professional wrestling. Sort of. Uh, we will be talking about that today. We'll be giving some of our thoughts uh, on those ranks uh, and rankings and, you know, even a few hot takes on that. So you think? Uh, get ready to get our thoughts on the PWI 500. I'm excited to talk about that with Greg. Before we get to that, though, Something's coming up this coming Saturday. I know. Already. Too it's soon. exciting. I mean, it's it's a little not want to say rare, but when you have IZW shows, you know, so close together, uh, man, time flies by. This it does. Saturday, you ain't kidding. We have the Lion Classic in Glendale, and we are going to crown our new IZW World Tag Team Champions. And if you saw IZW social media earlier today, well, you got a peek. And I say today because we're recording on Tuesday, but right. it's not being released till later. So still, the point is, you should go check out IZW social media at IZW Wrestling AZ. And you can get a sneak peek of the new IZW World Tag Team titles. And they are looking just beautiful beautiful design um and a nice little touch uh for the lion classic is a lion side plate um that's on there greg tell me what you can uh about the behind the scenes process in getting these belts created and also kind of that special meaning of having the lion side plate on these titles Oh, yeah, absolutely. Having these championship belts created, I mean, the design element of it, there are multiple people involved. And what's funny is that we, as people can see, there's a big fat IZW in the middle of the center plate, very reminiscent of the UWF, of Ring of Honor, of some other companies that have had that in the past. And it's, 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 it's not the IZW logo that's on the side plates. It's just a big IZW, which was on purpose. And, and, and it was made off of another design that was out there that's never been produced as a championship belt. Um, um the jewels are, are very important to have those in there as well. But the, the lion side plate, the fit, and it's our first championship belt that has the, the, the two sets of side plates. So five total plates. Most belts have three. These have five. Um, that was important to me, obviously, because this event's called the Lion Classic. It is named for the Hawaiian Lion, who who will be there for the first time since retiring in May of 2022. And it was important to me that we honor what what he's done and what he's contributed and, and, and just how beloved he was both as an in-ring performer as well as behind the scenes um, with having that lion side plate. Not putting the name on, per se, but the lion figure. And, and, and kudos to the guy who put everything together. He's the, I actually told him I wanted the, the side plates with the lion head and he's the one who found the lion head and put it on there. And it, it just, the, the, with the shape and the backing and everything, like it couldn't have been more perfect what he chose to put on there. And, and I can tell you the man himself, when he saw it today, was extremely excited. He knew I was doing it, but to actually see it physically, it, it makes a huge difference. Even the renderings versus the real product. Um, 
are very good. The belt maker, the person who I had that worked with the belt maker, he recently changed belt makers. And so this is a different maker than has made some of his prior stuff. And the, the quality is insane. It's, it's amazing. It makes me want to buy more belts for IZW. Um, I say me, I mean, IZW actually buying the belts, but, um, that that's for the future, but having these, it just, you know, they, when they showed up on Saturday and, and I took them out, I was just like, Oh my goodness. Like, look at these things. They're, they're beautiful. So, um, yeah, two wrestlers are going to leave the, the Grand Avenue pizza company on Saturday with these brand new championship, heavy as hell to championship belts. Um, just truly a, a work of art. And, and, yeah. And as someone who does love, wear the belt out, right? Um, which has been done before by by our former champion, Thugnificent. Literally took it with him to the grocery store and the gym and everything. Um, but as someone, I love championship belts. I'm not like a belt mark. I don't own a ton of of belts or anything. Although the way I'm fawning over these, you'd think I did. But it's um, it it's I've long said, and and some people will get mad, and some people will say it's stupid, but they really are metal and leather. That's what they truly are physically, and and in the world of professional wrestling, it's it's it it's meaningless unless you give it. It's long been a criticism of mine of of local wrestling here in Arizona. No one seems to know how to treat their championships. We have too, far too many championships that change hands to people who weren't even booked in the matches that won them through interference through everything. And and you'll notice our championships have always changed hands in a legitimate fashion. Like one of the things that we've always focused on is the legitimacy and prestige of our championships. And when I physically see this championship, it's like, okay, we're already halfway there because of how much people are going to love them physically. It's, it's, it's not only that it's easier now to give it the meaning through the storytelling, but it's also more important. Like don't screw that up and cause this beautiful creation to be meaningless by bad booking. So we have to make sure that it is meaningful, just like we've done with all of our, all of our championships or procedures and people truly are proud to hold them and, and win them in the right fashion. And I want to keep that going because these, they've been produced so well. It's like, now it's the responsibility of like, don't F this up, you moron. And and you could very easily, I could very easily F it up. So I am taking on the responsibility of making sure that we use these in a way that's befitting how beautiful they are. Yeah. Well, there will be six teams that are going to be battling out as part of the Lion Classic. And those six teams include the team of Evan Daniels and AJ from Final Destination. On the other side, and not that these are the the uh, the matchups, um, but just kind of in relation to uh, some storylines and uh, some history, we do have EJ Sparks and Thugnificent from representing the Regulators. Uh, we have the team of the Navajo Warrior and Lobo Loco Balaam, the team of Aguila and Mike G. And we have the team of Brett Buffachet and Bird, uh, Bud Birch. And last but not least, Money, Power, and Respect, uh, Marco Marum and Fabuloso Breeze. All of these six teams will be battling it out. We will have three tag team matches, and those winners will advance to the finals. And the winner of the finals will become the new IZW World Tag Team Champions. And it's very exciting because you've got the established teams like Thugnificent and EJ Sparks 
um, and, and Mike G and Aguila, who have been multiple tag team victories in IZW. You have Brett Buffshay and Bud Birch, who actually hold tag team championships outside of IZW, um, up in, up in Utah. They are tag team champions up there. You also have Money Power Respect, who's a very well established team on the West Coast, making their IZW debut, but they come in with a ton of that. You do have, AJ, we're not allowed to call him Hero, thanks to him being property of Final Destination. And Evan Daniels, um, while they haven't teamed in the past, they are representing Final Destination, who is draped in gold. And, mm-hmm. and every official member of Final Destination, because AJ is not, does have gold, if you consider the king of Arizona crown that Evan Daniels holds, to be gold. And I know he would. And, and so that continues the pattern of them holding championship gold. Then you have the Navajo Warrior, who is a legendary tag team wrestler, but his tag team partner is retired. But you can't really crown tag team champions in IZW without him being involved. So he took Balaam Lynx up on his offer to be, you know, be tag team partner. So these are six teams that could very well go out there and walk away with championship gold. And it's not going to be an easy road for whoever takes it. To, to get to that point. So um, they are going to be deserving champions from day one. And I'm very excited about that. And they're going to have a lot of responsibilities hoisted upon their shoulders. And and knowing what's in the works for November that hasn't been announced yet, but probably will be announced here soon. Um, they, they, will, they will have a very, um, in terms of IZW, a very historic task ahead of them soon, whoever these champions may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... A lot more to come to um, add to the Lion Classic. Of course, Charles Cassius will be defending the IZW World Heavyweight Championship against Jordan Cruz. Uh, Bryn Thorne is going to be defending the IZW World Women's Championship against Rika Tehaka. Uh, and also announced for uh, VIP Big Money Clinch versus Chewy Gonzalez. Uh, we also have... Uh, the Shades birthday bash just recently announced hosted a uh, guess uh, project West was going to be throwing the shade, a birthday bash. Uh, so that's a, a whole other element too. I, we haven't had a birthday bash and IZW in quite some time. If you know, uh, in recent history. No, so, not in the current history. In the that, old history, yeah. there were things like that. We've had birthdays, we've had weddings, but in this run, we have not had the the uh, 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 a portion of the program quite like this. Yeah, of course, Jacob Austin Young is going to be defending the 3D Sports Fighting Championship against Joe Graves, and much much more. So go ahead and follow IZW at IZW Wrestling AZ, and you can get your tickets at IZWTIX.com. That's IZWTIX.com. Uh, Greg, tell us how uh, tickets are looking, especially things for like front row, general admission. Uh, you tend to have, you know, the latest details on those and I sometimes do. even the uh, insider scoop of, you know, what to do when maybe tickets sell out. Absolutely. So front row VIP is long gone. Second row VIP is also now gone. Um, so so those are both sold out entities. You will not be able to have those available to you in any way, shape, or form. Um, you can try, and, and maybe I can try to make something work, but at this point, um, you know, if you have like a family member who's part of VIP or something, obviously we're going to try to make that happen. But um, at this point, it is all down to general admission, available online at IZWTix.com. And at the door, um, the great thing about being at the, uh, the Grand Avenue Pizza Company versus a place like the Sun Studios where we used to be is that Sun Studios 
we, we could only pack in so many people and we would sell an event out like this. This one would, would have sold out there and then that was it. We couldn't fit any more people in there. But in this case, obviously we could hold a thousand people if we wanted to at the Grand Avenue Pizza Company. So, um, we will have general admission seats available and so much more. So come out and be a part of it. But I still recommend getting them in advance, get there early. Um, make sure you secure your seat. Uh, the number of chairs that we actually available to us could be, could be a limiting factor, but at the same time, we will get you in there and we will definitely make sure that everybody's able to partake and be a part of this great show. But at this point, all front row and second row VIP are gone. Um, but general admission, we always get runs on general admission ticket sales. Um, but general admission will be available online up until doors open and then they will be available at the door as well. So make sure to get your tickets again. Better to be safe than sorry. So get your tickets now so that way you're not rushing to get them at the door. Um, and also a great thing about the Grand Avenue Pizza Company is food will be available too. So you can definitely eat. There will be drinks available for those 21 and over. So you really get to have a full night of it with food, drinks, and pro wrestling. So make sure to go to IZWTIX.com to get your tickets today and of course next week we are going to be going through the whole card and revealing everything that happened both in front and behind the scenes uh for the lion classic so make sure you stay tuned to next week's episode of the hashtag miranda show i do want to bring up and this is this is the crazy thing about this event uh we ran down all of those things that are going on and and, and we ran down so much and there is so much and we didn't even bring up the IZW return of Lilith Grimm, who's been gone for a year, Correct. Um, who everybody's very excited about, and the IZW debut of Sin Bodhi. Um, I mean, there's almost too much on this event, so you yeah. definitely it's don't a, want to miss. Uh, some things happened because, you know, we did have this event in February that wasn't able to take place. So uh, there may have been a thing or two that had to get moved, and this is the event we're able to do it. But this is going to be one packed and crazy fun night of professional wrestling. Uh, more than worth the price of admission. Plus, like you said, food, drink. I've been monitoring the weather. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be down to the 70s at night. Like, it's going to be so great there. So um, it's so not fully good. outdoors. It is covered. Uh, but it will be a great environment, atmosphere, and so much more. So come on out and be a part of the fun. It's going to be good stuff. Yes, IZWTix.com. And again, you can follow IZW on social media at IZWWrestlingAZ where you can get see things like the pictures of the sneak peek of the IZW World Tag Team titles, match and talent announcements, uh, shouting out our sponsors. All of that's on social media. So if you haven't already, what are you waiting for? Go ahead and follow IZW on social media. Now is the time of the show, Greg, where I need your help to be able to tell our listeners all about where they can get their IZW and Chairshot t-shirt. So go ahead, do me a favor, and wind it up. It's time! Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chairshot to pick up your very own IZW and Chairshot t-shirts today. Now, it may be too late for you to get your IZW t-shirts in time for the Lion Classic, but you can still definitely get 
your IZW t-shirts for any time of year at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. There you're going to find a lot of cool designs uh, in support of both the chairshot.com and IZW for IZW that does definitely include the IZW Arizona's best shirt. Of course, they have the IZW Wolfpack and black and white. Of course, you have the IZW Lion Classic t-shirt um, that's available. And, of course, the IZW Pride t-shirts, which is going to be great in October when there's a lot of Pride events happening in the state of Arizona. So you have a t-shirt for any occasion, any time of year. And while you're at it, you can also see some of the t-shirts available in support of the chairshot.com. Yes, like the hashtag Save Tag Team Wrestling t-shirt. The Baron Corbin Sucks t-shirt. Of course, Chair Chair Shot 316 and Chair Shot Worldwide for all of you OGs. Of course, multiple Always Use Your Head t-shirts, the OG Chair Shot logo, and t-shirts like Everybody Hates Greg and the Queen of Soft Style t-shirt. So you can go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your t-shirts. Many t-shirts start at $20.99. And then you can customize them, getting in different colors and different styles, including, you guessed it, soft style. So you can get comfortable, look good, and feel good while being good and wearing your IZW and ChairShot t-shirts today. So go ahead. What are you waiting for? Visit ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the ChairShot to get your t-shirt today. That is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the ChairShot. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Now, Greg, I know I just finished the whole t-shirt plug, but one thing I did forget to plug is that there are some... IZW t-shirts and caps available if you're in the air, the Phoenix area by going to 3D sports cards and collectibles. Is that correct? 100%. There are our hats. Actually, the hats are all sold out at this point. Okay. Um, okay. Yes, he sold out of all the hats, but he is working on getting more hats. Um, and, and many of their shirts are gone as well. So it's going to be a whole new stock of, of stuff getting ordered. Uh, merch will be available at the event as well, um, including... I believe he's already picked them up. Uh, for the first time ever, 
uh, for all of you out there, both adults and kids, the first ever IZW coloring book will be available at our event, courtesy of our friends at 3D Sports Cards and Collectibles. And this Saturday at 3D Sports Cards and Collectibles, he has a very exciting IZW fan appreciation signing event, including... New talent has never been to IZW. Brett Buffshape, Bud Birch, but Rika Tehaka and Sin Bodhi will all be at uh, 3D Sports signing autographs from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. If you go to 3D Signings, that's 3dsignings.com, you can get information and details on purchasing tickets for the 3D signing uh, that's taking place on this Saturday, September 23rd from 1 to 3 p.m. before the Lion Classic, including Brett Buffshape, Bud Birch, Rika Tehaka and Sin Bodhi. All there live for you to meet, greet, get autographs, pictures, and so much more. So, uh, yeah, it's a great deal, a great time, and going to be a lot of fun. So go on and check it out. Yeah. Again, you can get some IZW merchandise directly from 3D Sports Cards and Collectibles. So go check them out. All right. Now we're finally pivoting into the PWI 500, that fun annual tradition in pro wrestling where Pro Wrestling Illustrated ends up putting out a list of the top 500 wrestlers in all of pro wrestling. And, of course, it's, you know, a hot topic of all, you know, wrestling podcasts and news outlets because, well, there's always something to talk about. You know, whether you agree, disagree, or everything in between, it's it's a hot topic. So that's what we're going to be talking about tonight now are we going to go through the full 500 absolutely fucking not because nobody has time for that but we're really going to be talking about you know things that uh, matter to us and of course yes we'll be focusing more on the top of the list but that's how a lot of this conversation actually started off air and talking about it uh we had our own thoughts a few little hot takes on certain things and realized you know what Let's save it for the podcast. So that's what we're doing right now. Now, Greg, most people will start with, you know, or talk about the top five, top ten. I know we had a little bit of conversation even going into, like, the top, I would say, 15 um, in it because of some placement of, of certain people. So let's maybe start, well, no, not even top 20 because I know there was someone in particular that you thought had a, should have a little bit higher placement. So we'll kind of start there. We'll be going into uh, number 17 with Will Ospreay because you mentioned something about Will's placement that I thought was interesting. I thought he could have been in the top 10. I really do. Um, really? The year he's had and everything that he's done, he was one that I thought could have been in the top 10 and you could make an argument Above some of the others. It's, it's interesting because I have a hard time. I can look at a person where they were ranked and be like, yeah, I feel like they could be in the top 10. They could be whatever. And again, we're talking about a phony list about a phony sport. Like, let's just, 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 um, and, predetermined. And people it's get all predetermined. Yeah, it's phony. Um, it, it's, it's, people get all worked up over this too. And it's like, and, and, and when the, when the talent can't spot the fact that this, the list is phony, then, then it's a lot. But, um, but I could see justifying him being in the top 10 based on the year he's had. The, I think the problem is I don't know where the guy's actually rooted. So it, it's like he's kind of all and over the place. Yeah, and maybe because point. of that reason, he doesn't really make as deep of an impact in one place when he's, when he's everywhere. I guess that could potentially be the problem. 
But I, 17, I, I really thought when the list came out and people were freaking out about him not being in the top 10, in my brain, I was like, I'm sure the guy's 11. And he turned out to be 17. Yeah. Well, you think about some of the people above him. So at 16, we have Brian Danielson. At 15, you have Masha Slamovich. So she's the highest ranked woman. Um, that one's, I mean, 16? Like, like, okay. Does she, and, and, and I love the fact that women are on this list, and I think they should just do a 500 of all wrestling talent. Yeah. And Because and, for a woman to be on the list, they have to compete against men. Um, this is still technically a men's list. And I think, okay, get mm-hmm. with the program, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Is she, did she have a better year than Ricochet? No. It, yeah, it, it, this is where you, Who you I know, think it was like, what, I know they 40s? have some criteria as to what they look at. I think, you know, having a, a presence in both, you know, impact wrestling and throughout, you know, independent wrestling, maybe where that came from, that placement, because she works very regularly um, throughout independence. I know she's a staple in GCW, um, a huge staple out on the West Coast, of course, a regular on impact. So maybe the sum of the parts creates the placement, whereas some of these others on the list are more exclusive to one company, but yet the work they did within that company is much bigger. So, But let's, I, I, using what you just said, let's talk about literally the two people you just said she's above. Brian Danielson. He got hurt, but he got hurt outside of the rating period, right in the rating period, right after he had an amazing match with, with Okada. And and Will Ospreay, like, I can't put her above Will Ospreay and Daniel Bryan Danielson. And I Despite think that's fair. I mean, even, even kind of going back down the list, if we really want it, well, you know, move around in this this area. At 22 is Sami Zayn. And I think for some people that's surprising based off of, you know, again, I know a lot more of the success kind of happened more in like the earlier part of 22, but still his popularity was. was the man was like high. the from, from from July to June. He literally from July to April was one of the most prominent people in the entire world, including main eventing. Night one of WrestleMania, like twenty two. Yeah, is that that's that crazy I to me. See. Like again, and we'll talk. About you could argue for him being in the top ten. You really could. Yes, I agree. I agree. So yeah, when you look at some placement of certain people, and you have to also look, I think, too, at the platform. You know, mm-hmm. those within WWE just have a bigger platform, even if they don't necessarily have you know, wrestle as consistently. But to me, that is somewhat of a surprise that he's that low when he wrestled very consistently and was a regular in the main event scene and is part of the biggest wrestling company in the entire world. But I mean, if we went, if they truly went based on that scope, like you wouldn't even see anyone outside of the WWE until you got at least into 11 through 20. Like even AEW is not big enough to justify, and you know may, maybe MJF slots in at like nine, but there are ten people in WWE who are bigger stars, more accomplished, and 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 are have done things on a much like being Sami Zayn for the year 
is more impactful in the world of professional wrestling than being MJF for the year. Oh, that's it. It just is, and that's just a scope thing. I mean, that's just scale. Yes, I mean that. That again, that that's a whole thing. I mean, MJF had a world championship, and again, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that when we hit the top ten. But I think that's. It's it's an interesting take. I, I'm just gonna jump around because that's what I fucking do. Um, speaking of, we're, we'll get to the the top ten. I'm gonna say in the second half of the show. So let's keep playing around. You know, between this this area here, someone that I think maybe be a little surprising, but also not. Um, this is the highest ranked NXT star on the list at number thirteen, Carmelo Hayes, and that I think. For some people, was a bit of a surprise, um, but I also think it's. It, I think he definitely should be the highest ranked NXT person um, on the list. Do you think thirteen is too high? Do you think he? You know, again, we have someone like Kevin Owens at or Sami Zayn at twenty two. Kevin Owens at twenty one. Will Ospreay at seventeen, and Carmelo Hayes at, at thirteen. Do you? So I'm willing to buy Carmelo at 13. Um, I don't know if I could put him above, say, Daniel Bryan Danielson. Um, although he's had a lot of time in multi-man matches. He did paint him in a pay-per-view with MJF and had that amazing Iron Man match and all that. Where was Braun Breaker? If Carmelo's 13, where's Braun Breaker? Is he probably in the 20s? Braun Breaker is 37. So Braun Breaker held the NXT championship for – all the way through April when he lost it to Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes was the North American champion for a good portion of that, although it was lost and won back at multiple times. And, and then, of course, um, but but really Wesley won that belt in like October and Carmelo was championship less until April when he beat Braun Breaker. Uh, I may have my timeline off a little bit with the North American championship, but – uh, but Carmelo was an amazing North American champion. He does a great job as the NXT champion. I can't see – to me, that's like a bias against the, the style of work that Braun Breaker does because Braun – I'm surprised there's such a big gap. Yeah, because they were essentially – when they fought at Wrestle at Stand and Deliver – I don't have that soundbite right now. Um, they – that was like the two NXT talents from the past year. And so to have such a disparity between the two in terms of the rating, um, yeah, they're both in the top 10%, but we're talking about huge, you know, one guy was in the top 5%. I just can't imagine, like, I think they should be closer. That's a, you know, sometimes PWI 500 gets cute and they put like tag team partners next to each other, like back to back one. And it's like, how'd you pick one over the other? And they've done it with the Young Bucks before. They probably did it with the Young Bucks this year. Who the hell knows? Um, well, they did it right now, even too, with Sammy and Kevin. You know, Sammy's twenty two, Kevin's twenty one. As we were talking, yeah, you know? like, see, and, yeah so there you they, go. They tend to do that with that, but why not? Know, like, I could, like, honestly, you should probably have Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes back to back, and because they talk about in their criteria weighing championships more heavily, you probably needed to put Braun one step above Carmelo Hayes. Okay. Is Carmelo better wrestler in terms of, of technician? Yes. In terms of performer, I think they're on the same level. They just do different things. And and right. that's why they worked so well together. Braun's the hard-hitting brawler and Carmelo is the high-flying, flashy technical wrestler. 
But with Braun having been the NXT champion for almost the entire rating period, I do think he needs to be. If Carmelo's 13, Braun should be 12. They should yeah. honestly probably, you know, they should they be sh- closer together. They should probably be 21 and 22, and Kevin and Sammy should be Move 12 yes. and 13. I agree with that. I agree that. And as we're talking about the the PWI factors, let's also get that out for those who aren't aware. PWI considers six key aspects. I put these in quotations because as we've already talked about you know some of that may be skewed or or it's more of a opinion in some of these but anyways there's six key aspects that um, are evaluated or used to determine someone's ranking so they look at their win-loss record the championships won quality of competition major feuds prominence prominence within a promotion and overall wrestling ability. So as we talk about those too, why we see, you know, again, things like prominence within a promotion being more mid range in WWE versus being a headliner in maybe a smaller promotion, um, win loss records, of course, some will have, you know, more matches than others. Championships won, which is what we were talking about, you know, comparing the NXT championship versus the North American championship, quality of competition, again, major feuds, all of that. Like, I, I could see where a lot of this, because Carmelo Hayes and Braun Breaker were tied so closely for a good chunk of that time, again, it is surprising that there's such a, a disparity between their rankings. And that's where there's also, I mean, category six or factor number six, right? Obvious personal bias should be category number seven. Overall wrestling ability is where that exactly what you were saying earlier is, you know, where that preference of wrestling style or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and let's be honest, there is no possible way. To remove bias from a list process. There just isn't. Yeah, it's impossible. The Outsider's Edge tried to do this whole thing where they had like, they ranked all these wrestlers and they scored everybody on these five categories and blah, blah, blah. And it all shook out the way that it shook out. But like, and they were trying to be subjective and mathematical about it, which I respect. It's impossible to not be subjective about something like this. And, and, and honestly, that's what you should want. Like the whole purpose of this was to sell magazines, which we'll get into later. Like they did not seek out to come up with the most accurate list ever because the most accurate list would not sell magazines. They put out a list to sell magazines. PWI used to do 12 issues per year, sometimes 14. Now they do like six to eight per year and it's all special editions, this being one of them. So yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm shocked they don't block me already. Every year I go off on this thing. Oh, I think they just I think they just have to ignore everything because it's such a massive outpouring of, yeah, of it's response. Yeah, it's an outpouring of opinions, thoughts, agreements, disagreements. Like, but, but that's again, what they need. That's not even yeah, what they want. That's what they is need. Good press, especially with this, you know, they that's it gets people buzzing in general. All, all of that, you know. Because let's so. be honest, in 2023, who the hell cares about a magazine? Like, seriously, do you read magazines if you're not in a waiting room? No, except people. And that's the thing, like... A lot of my wrestling news. If, if, if you, but you read it on their website. I read it both, yes. No, you, I actually read, I read hard copies. It's, it's... Do you it's, buy it's, that? It's, do you buy it when you go grocery shopping? Or are you a subscriber like you are to the Wrestling Observer I'm, message I'm, board? No, no, no. 
I'm not. A, I'm not a subscriber. Meltzer fan six nine. My remember? mom. Yeah. My mom is so like she still has some of those magazines that I will still read. Um, I don't necessarily. Does your dad it. still I get think, the newspaper? I could totally see your dad still getting the newspaper. Yes, my dad still gets. He buys it though. He will. So he, he doesn't get it he delivered. Yeah, he doesn't get it delivered, but he still reads um, the newspaper for sure. My dad's that kind it's, of. It was in yeah. our lifetime that you could actually get a morning and an afternoon paper delivered. I can't believe that. That I don't remember. But it's a thing. It's a thing. Um, but it's a thing. I, I want to jump because you had a, a particular thought process as well. Um, before we break, uh, want to hit number eleven with with Sonata, and you had a particular thought too about his placement on the list at eleven. I am surprised it didn't go higher because sometimes they seem to break their own rules in terms of the rating period and he did just win his title in like April. So I would fully expect him to end up higher on next year's list. Cause even if he loses his title at wrestle kingdom, that means he was champion for, he was the IWGP heavyweight champion for half of the rating period. And I know they overvalue that title and it's a valuable title, but I know they overvalue it as well. So and, and and Okada was higher than him on the list anyway, right? Like he was in the top ten, Correct. I believe. Correct. So yeah. while losing his most prominent matches of the year, I might add. But at least towards the end. I, I can't even remember what he was doing last July. Um but at the same time, it's it's just very suspect in in the terms of, of that. I, I like him there, but again, I have to go back and see the dates of Josh Alexander's injury. Is he above or below Josh Alexander? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really don't. But Sonata, I'm okay with because, again, he, he won the, the New Japan Cup, and then he turned around and won the championship in April. So yeah. I believe it was April. So he was literally only that champion for two and a half months of their rating period. I'm happy with where he is. I, I've been a big Sonata fan for a long time. Um, so that's why I think part of me is is talking about this. But – um, I want to see where he continues to go if he continues to be champion. So this is where we're going to be taking a quick break. And once we get back, we're going to be talking about the top 10 on the PWI 500. So, Greg, let's go ahead and pay some bills. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. All right, we are back with the second half of this week's edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. Uh, earlier, we were going through uh, kind of the 30 through 10. <laughs> we jumped around a little bit on the PWI 500 list that was released um, just last week. Now we're going to be diving into the top 10. Now, of course, the top 10 is always the one that makes kind of the biggest buzz, the biggest news. Um, you know, the the wrestlers that are first announced uh, when it comes to this list. So you may have already seen these. You must know about them. But now we're going to talk about it. So at number 10, we have 
Cody Rhodes. Uh, and right above him, we have Josh Alexander. So this was one of my takes with this, where I know some people were kind of surprised about Cody Rhodes' placement at number 10. Um, and for me, and when we talk about the rest of the list, it makes sense, this, you know, placement overall. Except I feel like this is one where you could easily switch around Josh Alexander and Cody Rhodes. Um Cody Rhodes was injured for a good chunk of this review period, um, came back, um, you know, January for the Royal Rumble and had a great run between, you know, January all the way through to uh, the end of the review period in the summer. Um, but also Josh Alexander was injured during this period, um, but I believe he did, when remembering if he did win the Impact World Championship during this time, um, and then vacated it. So Josh Alexander did win a championship during this. But again, when we think about the the ride Cody had, talking about win-loss records, you know, prominence in the company, you know, a lot of these other categories, to me, I think, you know, the six months that Cody Rhodes did have supersedes a lot of people on this list. Um and I would say, you know, dare I say, as much as I'm a big supporter of Impact and, and Josh Alexander, even Josh Alexander's, you know, uh, time during this period. Was Josh Alexander nine or eight? What was he? He was nine. He held the Impact World Championship for nine months out of the rating period. He did not relinquish it till March. And he won it in yeah. May. So he won it before the rating period started. And then held it all the way through until March, and he was never beaten for it. During that time frame, he became the longest reigning Impact World Champion of all time, passing Bobby Roode's run. And and Cody was out for half of the rating period. So, but also came back and won the Royal Rumble and main evented WrestleMania. So, in all honesty, I think they're interchangeable where they are. Okay. I think Cody has less That's accomplishments, fair. but they're bigger. Uh, on the, they're on a bigger scale. Josh Alexander has a huge a historic accomplishment, but it's on a smaller scale. So I think those I think they even out. If you told me that Josh Alexander was ten and Cody Rhodes was nine, I wouldn't have a problem with it. You telling me that Josh Alexander's nine and Cody Rhodes is ten, I'm okay with it. I know that doesn't make for good podcasting, but I'm like, it's fine. But it's the PWI 500, and and so I'm okay with it. But I think it's fair, and I think those two are equivalent in my mind. Well, Based on their criteria. Very true. Really, Josh Alexander should not appear until like 35 or 40 because he wrestles for Impact Wrestling. And, uh, and just because of scale and scope, they're so much smaller. Maybe even above that because now you're getting into a bunch of AEW talent, 35 and 40. But that's just going on scale and, and scope. Um, assume They equate GCW with WWE on this list. Like you just can't do that. But okay. – because most of the world doesn't know GCW. Most of the readers of Pro Wrestling Illustrated do. So, again, it's just this weird vacuum that this thing takes place in. But I am truly okay with with Josh Alexander and Cody Rhodes and do feel like for this period of time, based on their criteria, they are interchangeable. Do I think they're interchangeable pro wrestlers? No. But for this period of time and this criteria, I think you can flip-flop them and be fine. One thing to note is that Cody Rhodes is the highest ranked wrestler who did not win a championship during this time frame. Um, I'm looking but at But he this. did win a Royal Rumble. 
and main event WrestleMania, which are bigger that than most championships. Prominence within a promotion, not necessarily championships. One, I don't think they. And see, that's where that's where my problem is. Pro- it should be prominence within a prominent promotion. It should be promotional prominence on top of just prominence. But you're right; that is prominence with. But in some in WWE, there are things that are like championships. The Royal Rumble is one. Main Event WrestleMania is one. The Money in the Bank briefcase is one. All of those things um, really do take effect and, and take hold there. So it, there's just so many different things that that fall in line with all of this that that it just it just makes it difficult. WWE makes it very difficult yeah, it goes to, back to read. To- how do you define a championship? I, I think they define it as a physical championship. Right. Whereas I agree. A belt. Because the phys- the money in the bank briefcase is a physical thing, but it's not considered a championship. It's not, yes. So, again, that's to where, again, just an interesting note here that Cody Rhodes is the highest ranked wrestler. And even like in what, the top, you know, 15, 16, who, doesn't, who did not win a championship belt within uh, – this this period so let me yeah. ask you this question yeah using their criteria and maybe some of your own because again this is subjective should cody Rhodes have been higher than sammy Zayn? Hmm. sammy won the tag titles at wrestlemania so only that happened in april but he was literally one of the most prominent wrestlers in yeah. the most prominent storyline, in the most prominent promotion in the world for the entire rating period. Yeah. Or at least 10 of the 12 months. If you want to say that WrestleMania was the stopping point of his storyline with the bloodline, even though they continued through backlash, if you want to say that it's still 10 of the 12 months. I mean, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't disparage it if he was higher. I think in general, Sami Zayn should have been higher. Should he have been above Cody Rhodes? I I wouldn't have argued against it if it happened. It get, kind of interchangeable, Sammy, right? That's where it's yeah, so hard. Sammy, We're Sammy literally was active during the whole period. Yeah. But like so yeah, Sammy yeah. didn't wrestle at the Royal Rumble, but he had the biggest moment at the Royal Rumble. Well, yeah. Even even you look at some people who are above Sammy Zayn. So you have Sammy at twenty two, Kevin at twenty one. Trey Miguel at twenty, Bobby Lashley at nineteen. Like I don't look at I don't look at anything Bobby Lashley did to be over Sami Zayn. Like that to me was like, I'm, there was some something. I don't know if that was just a typo that they didn't realize typo. when they got there. No, like, there, oh, we'll, we'll, shit, we'll talk happened. about the clerical error at some point. Um, I lo- uh, look. I have nothing against Trey Miguel. Where was Wesley rated? Sixty-six, and I'm only doing this because they're both rascals, right? Do you mean it's? But also, Wesley is Trey McGill. Wesley's no longer a rascal, though. Like that's that's right. But I'm just comparing them because because when you brought up Trey McGill at twenty, which I forgot about, but I remember seeing, should he really be above Wesley? No. Wesley held the North American Championship for most of the rating period. Agreed. And put on amazing matches. And basically, not only that, but broke out of the shell of tag team wrestler that he was typecast in. Now, it, uh, Trey Miguel was 
X Division champion. Right. I don't remember for exactly how long. But again, it's the the prominence of the promotion. You know, you're putting like the North American Championship on par with the X Division Championship. But remember, Carmelo Hayes is 13, and he held the North American Championship for less time during the rating period than Wesley did. I don't get it. My head hurts, man. My head hurts. <laughs> it's, 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 it's Because it's hard. And that, that is the one thing that I want to drive home. I will criticize this thing as long as I can because I hate it so much. <laughs> I also recognize that it is hard. Yeah, of course. If, if you set out to do this journey that maybe you shouldn't even set out on as, as a writer, but you have to because the PWO 500 has been around longer than most people have been alive – it, it's you, it's a daunting task that is enough to drive anybody crazy. I believe it. I believe it. But Trey Miguel should not be above Wesley, and that far above Wesley. Uh, yeah, three hundred percent above Wesley. No, he should not be. No, agreed. But I good for Trey Miguel, and I know how happy he is about it because he's posted all over social media about it. He obviously places importance on this list. Wesley should be above him. Agree. You should probably have flip-flopped Trey Miguel and Wesley. Maybe that was another clerical error. <laughs> Typo that they just didn't notice. But they're also <laughs> wanting to spread out the placement among the different companies. Because, mm-hmm. again, if they didn't, you wouldn't see anybody not in the WWE until 17 or 18. Like, they just wouldn't be able to because of – and that that's mm-hmm. – no one's going to buy that magazine. Mm-hmm. So I get it. At number eight, we have Orange Cassidy. Uh, which I'm, I'm not. I don't even, I, I want to share this before you even say anything. Cause this will surprise some people. I will not hear any arguments saying that orange Cassidy was too high. I will not. No, he, I'm not mad at it. He was a, a great international champion. He was, and he did not lose it till after the rating period was over. Yeah. Not only that, I will go so far as to say he should have been higher than MJF. Because MJF wrestled just as much as Roman Reigns during this rating period. And for much of that, but but Orange what Orange Cassidy did in in this year, and 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 yeah, he lost to John Moxley, and who do you lose to? I mean, really, like it's like it's like the Undertaker streak ending to Brock Lesnar. Like he needed to lose to somebody prominent to put the right finishing point. It wasn't about giving somebody else the rub, it was about ending his title reign in a way that that still propped him up. And he got to do it in the main event of a pay-per-view. And good for him. And and I'm not trying to knock on Orange Cassidy with what I'm about to say. This is the peak of his wrestling career. This is the peak of his wrestling career. No one expected Orange Cassidy to become a champion in a major televised wrestling promotion, hold it, defend it 34 times or whatever he did, be on TV week in and week out. I mean, we saw his match with Wheeler Yuta when 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 Dynamite was in Phoenix. Like he deserved he when I saw that he was number eight, and I saw the top ten and all the weird stuff or whatever. I saw he was at number eight, and the first thing I thought was absolutely, he should absolutely be there. This is the highest he will ever be in his career. This is the biggest year he will ever have in his career. He deserves every accolade thrown his way. Hands in his pockets or not, I don't care. Yeah, I think it's fair. A, a, a pleasant surprise, a great international champion. Um, I'm I'm not mad at at it. 
don't know I, if I call it a surprise because it's Pro Wrestling Illustrated, but pleasant, yes, absolutely. Yes. At number seven, we have Okada. Okada. Uh, number six, MJF, as you noted. Um, you know, his, his placement. Uh, again, talking about championships, one, prominence in the company, you know, those things, I could see why he was necessarily put uh, over Orange Cassidy. Um, a, a great spot for him. Second highest um, AEW. Well, tech, second, I mean, right above him is Ejo de Vikingo, which is he's been utilized on AEW, not an AEW talent. This one, I think, could be a surprise uh, for fans that, you know, the AAA mega champion is ranked higher than, you know, AW, you know, world champion. But Ilda Vikingo had the title for the entire period um, and, and still is mega champion. And his prominence within AAA um, continues to headline. Maybe not as many matches as some people here, but, you know, solid uh, undefeated when it comes to his win-loss record. So, again, when you stack those things up, I can see how he gets up here. I could also see him lower as well, um, and I wouldn't have been surprised. So I'm a little a, a little surprised, um, only because AAA is not as a big of a company as the U.S. promotions. But as you talked about, Greg, it seems like they're putting a lot of promotions on even keel. You know, they are trying to. Yes. Yeah. You know, New Japan, AAA, like they're just you know. They're looking at those a lot more evenly in this list than what their, you know, popularity or what their popularity is or size or whatnot. But the thing about Okada, I want to go back to, I would have put Okada over Vikingo. Now, I don't follow AAA. I've never hosted a podcast covering his promotion. So it's harder for me to, to talk about that. Okada won the G1 in 2022. Um, and then went on to win the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom, which is a huge deal. Um, and, and I still consider New Japan to be the second biggest company in the world. Um, I, I consider AEW to be the second biggest company in North America, but I think of New Japan as the second biggest and second most important company in, in the entire world. I think that's fair, too. When you think about like predominance, I think a lot of fans would look at now you're comparing international companies, New Japan mm-hmm. over AAA. And I think, and I that's think you got to put New Japan over. And AAA has a ton of history, a ton of yeah. prominence, Lucha Libre sometimes because a lot of it can look quote unquote fake. Um, Okada did, he only held his championship for 94 days during the rating period, but he also won the G1, which is the number one tournament of any tournament in the world of professional wrestling every single year. So there's that. Um, and, and, you know, he won it from Jay White. Jay White held the title for six months of the rating period. Where was Jay White? Where did he finish? Right? Like, I don't even know. But he should 32. have been. He probably should have been higher. He was the New Japan IWGP World Heavyweight Champion for six months of the rating period for 206 days. Okada won the G1. It was 94. Those are probably the same level when you put them together. But yet one guy's seven and the other one is whatever number you just said. I can't remember. 32. Already. 32. So, uh, but Sonata, who held it 
again, 160, you know, five days now, but only for, for two months of the rating period is what, 11? 11. And Jay White's 32? Yeah. I don't see it. But Okada, I think, should have been above Vikingo when I compare the two. Again, they're what? They're six and seven or five yeah. and six or whatever I could, I could, Yeah, I could see them switched. I could easily. And I don't know, again, because of, you know, who the fuck knows? You know, maybe because Vikingo had more of a presence too on you know U.S. Right. television with AEW, maybe that put him a little bit over. And again, his title reign was longer. He's been champion the entire, the entire. But he doesn't period. defend it all that much, right? No, and that and that's. But neither does Roman Reigns. Like, neither does MJF. He's like kind of a Roman Reigns, you know, right? Um, schedule. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Speaking of champions. At number four, we have now officially, but at the time uh, of the voting period, or of this period, not officially, the longest reigning intercontinental champion of modern history, um, Gunther, which I, in and of itself, talking about, you know, time of title, prominence, you know, win-loss, all, you know, I mean, his, his place within WWE has been in such a great ground you know exactly what the intercontinental championship has you know done throughout history is being more mid to upper uh card but i i'm not mad and i I grieve with this when you think about uh again holding the intercontinental championship one of the most prestigious titles in all of world wrestling um his match quality i mean his feuds i mean talking about that triple threat at WrestleMania was one of the best matches of the entire uh, two nights. So and his I, match with Sheamus at Clash of the Castle. I mean, dude, yeah. that's one of the best. Like that match is so yeah. good. People don't talk about it enough. So I totally agree with this. And now we'll get into the top three because this is where Greg has his his thoughts. So let's just go. We're going to read off the top three. Then talk about it. So at number three, we got John Moxley. At number two, Roman Reigns. And number one, Seth Rollins. So Greg, how do you feel about that? Sierra Hotel, India, Echo, Lima, Delta. This is hilarious. The year that M- that Adam Cole should have been number one, he was number two because John Moxley was number one. This magazine has a hard on for John Moxley. I like John Moxley. I don't have a problem with John Moxley. John Moxley held the AEW World Championship for seventy days during the rating period, and that was because CM Punk happened. Like without that, Moxley had to bail the company out. MJF held it since November of last year, so for seven to eight months of the rating period Mm -hmm. mjf was AEW world champion i cannot put moxley above mjf he won the international championship after the rating period was over he largely wrestled a lot of matches where he bled a lot of blood he was in a lot of multi-man matches a lot of six-man eight-man tag team matches as well i cannot put moxley at number three he is only at number three because they have rollins at number one reigns at number two and they were like we got to be able to put the shield on the cover of the magazine as the top three. That's why he's there. And like I said before, this list is designed to sell magazines and it sold magazines because the shield 
are now the top three wrestlers in their minds in all of professional wrestling. As a, as a promoter, as a business person, I get it. But if you're trying to put together an actual legitimate list, I don't. And that's Greg's hot take. Three, two, one. The top three wrestlers on the top P, on the uh, PWI uh, list for 2023 is a publicity stunt. But I, I, but I'm not questioning them putting Rollins and Reigns at one and two. Oh, that's fair. I think a lot of people were surprised that Reigns was not number one. He just um, Rollins was there week in and week out. And Rollins did everything for that company. During the rating period, he carried Cody through the Hell in a Cell match. He, he had amazing program. He, he had this program with Matt Riddle. Remember, he didn't even wrestle at SummerSlam, but he had the, the match with Matt Riddle. He carried Matt Riddle, put him over. He became this mega star where people were chanting his song for 12 minutes. He, he has an amazing run at the Royal Rumble. Wins, he beats Logan Paul at WrestleMania and, of course, becomes the first ever in this iteration WWE World Heavyweight Champion. I would put Rollins at number one, personally. And when you talk about the other factors, other categories, yeah, it's WWE. And that, that number six, whatever, however you phrased it, that category Overall number six. Ability. That's he is the true. best wrestler I mean, in the we world. We see wrestling ability, you know, playing an edge in here. Overall, I mean, yes, Roman Reigns. It has been, you know, undisputed champion for the whole period plus. But win-loss record, especially with Seth winning, having more matches and winning them more frequently. Um, you know, overall wrestling ability. still. I think Reigns was number one last year, too. So, Yeah. Uh, still, you know, with the quality of, of Seth Rollins' feuds, you know, I think overall he ticked, he had... Probably more high scores in more of those categories, especially win loss record when Roman, of course, won his matches but didn't wrestle nearly as often. Um, and of course, too, wrestling ability, you know, that, that's still somewhat of a, a skewed thing. But still, uh, you know, Seth Rollins, I think, encompasses all of these aspects. And I think that's, that's the key thing is he encompasses these aspects probably the highest of all the wrestlers on this list. And that's what makes the most sense to me. So a couple things that I want to share. Um, and they've acknowledged this. They left Tatsuya Naito off the list completely. He was not in their top 500. They've attributed this to a clerical error. A clerical error. I was among the many on Twitter that were like, please elaborate. They never did. <laughs> They said that he was ranked pretty high. I think people were like, how is he, you know, how is he on the Trey Miguel 20? He's not on there, whatever. I think they said he would, they kind of intimated that he would have been like in the top 20 or something like that. I don't know. He won the G1 this year, but that was outside of the rating period. Um, but again, when you leave off, this was as bad as when they put Larry Dallas in a few years ago, who was a manager who didn't wrestle a single match during the rating period. And they put him at like 469 or something like that. Um, and again, he, he's only had like three matches in his career and none of them were in the year that they, they did that. Um, so Naito being out, it just shoots your credibility completely mm -hmm. when you leave out one of the biggest stars in New Japan and, and don't have him in there whatsoever. 
I have sat here and originally it was five. Now it's six. I re-ranked the top six. You did? I did. Would you like to know my top six? Of course. What do you want me to start at one or do you want me to start at six? No, start. Let's build up the anticipation. I feel like that when we get to one, it won't be that big of a surprise, but uh, okay. So, at no, and I think I'm going to contradict something I said earlier, but I'll explain. At number mm-hmm. six, I have Orange Cassidy. Okay. I do believe the year he had is amazing and deserves to be recognized. At number five, I have Kazushiko Okada who won the G1 and won the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship in the same year. At number four, I do have MJF, who I believe I said earlier, Orange Cassidy should be higher. But then I thought MJF won the AEW World Championship in November and held it all the way through the end of the rating period, which is eight months of the 12. That's a lot. And and he is the, the world champion for eight out of 12 months in the second largest company in North America and third largest company in the world. Got to go there. At number three, I have Roman Reigns. Oh, okay. Because he is the undisputed universal heavyweight champion, but doesn't wrestle all that much. At number two, I have Gunther. Even though last week with Patrick O'Dowd, I said Gunther should be number one before this list even came out. At number one, I have Seth Rollins. And I'm really torn between Gunther and Seth Rollins, but I just feel like Rollins... To me, it's it's who's the bigger star globally, who's the bigger star yeah. worldwide, and that's why I have Rollins over Gunther. Promotion, and I think Seth's had much higher prominence than Gunther throughout the period. Yeah. So I think that's where he edges out, edges him out. Uh, a, a quick shout out. So you know, um, anyone who's ever watched the uh, NFL draft, you know, the last person drafted is. What is what is his title? Mr. Irrelevant. Yes. So, of course, we kind of have that here as the very last person ranked on the PWI 500 is our boy, Andre Chase. So just a special shout out to him. Uh, we on the Hashtag Miranda Show love Chase U and Andre Chase. So, uh, you know, I, I know his... On air screening time has kind of dipped. He was someone that I think almost has somewhat suffered a little bit of NXT moving away from 2.0 to black and gold. Um, because a lot of those Chase U segments and Chase U in general has kind of dipped down, but we still are big fans of Andre Chase and Chase University. So we talked about that, you know, top, you know, 20, 30, 5, 10, but also, special shout out to the number 500. They also didn't rank CM Punk at all. Do you think they took him out? That he was ranked and once all this shit happened, they're just like, you know what? Nah, we're not even gonna, we're not even gonna deal with that. And took him I don't out. know how you don't. When you have like Cody in the top 10 and you have, I just, I feel like he's gotta be in the top 35 yeah yeah he was out and he was hurt and he was injured and but he was a world champion he was a lot of like i just he also was like the driving for he's the only person that drew any ratings for like there's so many things there that that it's just hard to imagine 
leaving him out. And, and no one really complained about that because it's so cool to hate CM Punk. Not like he's Naito. I mean, Naito, he should be higher than Naito. I'm guessing. I don't know. Maybe not. But I, I just found that weird. To go back to Andre Chase, I, I, maybe he should be higher. Maybe he, he should be lower. I think it's better for him to be 500 because that gets some recognition than being mm-hmm. like 384 would have given him. Yeah, yeah. Um, no one knows who 384 is. No one knows who 384 yeah. is. But at 500, he can claim he's going to drive on down to the Pro Wrestling Illustrated headquarters and give them an Andre Chase University size ass whooping. And that yeah. is worth him being 500. Mm-hmm. That's a lesson for you. I dig it. Absolutely. So, that does it for this week's edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. Greg and I given our thoughts on the PWI 500. Make sure to stay tuned to next week's episode. Of course, we're going to be doing the whole rundown of IZW's Lion Classic and sharing our thoughts on the new IZW World Tag Team Champions as well as really the rundown of the whole pack show. Again, you can get your tickets now at IZWTIX.com and make sure you follow IZW on social media at IZWWrestlingAZ on all forms of social media. And while you're at it, of course, you can follow the Chair Shot on social media at Chair Shot Media. And of course, you can always visit thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. You can follow me, myself, Miranda Morales at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook, not on Twitter or also known as X now. Um, but it's, you can't be the Xless heroine. Like that just doesn't make sense. You're still the Twitterless heroine. Yes, of course it, I'm just gonna be Twitterless. Or Twi I lo- I was trying to get Twixter over. I gotta stop trying to make it a thing. It's not gonna be a thing, but um I it's it, it's again in in the things that are stupid that it's there. Here we are. I'm also not on threads either, so that too. So the threadless heroine. Oh, oh you technically are, you just haven't pressed the button. Like that's how Instagram did this, but um, the threadsless heroin. Thread. They did it too soon. It's gonna be a thing. I think threads will be a thing in the end. I really do. Twitter is just trying so hard to push everybody away. If Instagram gets, if if Meta gets off their ass and creates DMing functionality and a few other things, I think that threads will be a thing. I said that threads would exist within Instagram sooner rather than later. You can now see people's threads in Instagram like it suggests Correct. them with the I latest update. I eventually, I expect it just to be a tab within Instagram, but they are doing everything they can to push it in our faces. So they are shoving it down our throat like its name was Cody Rhodes or John Cena. Like They are doing it. Well, also, don't forget you can follow Greg DeMarco on Instagram, Facebook, and X. Now, so and threads, and threads, and threads. I don't do yes. shit on there and haven't in At months. But Craig yeah. DeMarco, forty-four. Uh, you can make sure to visit prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your own IZW and chair shot t-shirts today. And of course, if you're in the Phoenix area, visit 3D Sports Cards and Collectibles to get your exclusive IZW merchandise in person as well. If you don't want to wait on any shipping. Or get exclusive stuff that you're not going to find on ProWrestlingTees.com. That does it. We've all said everything we need to say. So thank you all so much for listening to this week's show. 
for Greg DeMarco. I'm Miranda Morales. Thank you all so much. And don't forget to keep it soft style. A little less conversation, a little more action, please. All this aggravation ain't satisfaction in me. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.